Yeah, I feel like I haven't done this in a while. I feel... I feel feels. Yeah, let's talk... Do we want to talk about it? Like, how we feel right now? Yeah. Um, I'm tingly. In all places. You know, I... I will say that... I'll say... I'll jump in. I'll yeah, say you know, this. you go ahead. This is our... This is me and you personally, our first week back streaming in, like, two and a half <laughs> months. I am jacked and energized, and I feel creative. I feel just like... I feel ready, you know? It was like, I didn't know what to do. I was like John Travolta in the in the Pulp Fiction meme, like just walking around doing the, like my hands up. I don't know what to do yeah. uh, when I'm not streaming and, and playing a game and creating in a sense, you know? So it just feels really good to be back and I'm super stoked. And if, if you missed it on the channel, when I say we're back, we played Curse of Strahd on Sunday uh, and we did a one shot on Monday. So, yeah, I'm just, I'm happy. Me too. Happy I'm to excited. I mean, so I, I posted this on Twitter, experiencing a, a, you know, a small case of burnout. We decided to take a hiatus with some of our stuff. Um, you know, we had some fallout. And we probably put that game on hold indefinitely, which is unfortunate. But after playing Curse of Strahd and then DMing the map, well, what we're here to review, which we'll get into... Um, oh, it was, it was so good. It felt so good yeah. to be back. I feel like it was that level we were always we were looking for. Yeah, and it was good. It was a good time. Yeah, yeah. It it's it's. Yeah, I don't I don't yeah. know what to say. It's yeah. just I felt a, a renewed level of energy. Felt, not felt not the just like in the force. Yeah, just not in in the games that we were playing, but even at work, like I got a little skip in my step. And, you know, the days go by a little faster because I got stuff like this to look forward to. But anyway, let's jump in. Let's take care of some housekeeping. Uh, I mean, we could wax poetic for all day, but let's get into the the, the business side of things. Uh, we are Featherfall Tabletop, and this is our, our talk show that kind of is a is a hit and sometimes with. It's going to happen, but uh, we're happening tonight. This is Table Talk. We're going to talk about some stuff, um, but where you can find us is pretty much anywhere on the internet at Featherfall Tabletop. Uh, Twitter, Discord down below. Get uh, that link fired up. Uh, we have games on Twitch all the time. So like I said, we have Sunday coming up on the 12th is Session 2 of Curse of Strahd, which I am DMing. Bob is a player in there. There are Four other, three other players. I don't even know how many there four. are. There are three, four other players. God, usually we play with games of four players, but there are five in this one, and they're all super awesome. It was so much fun. Uh, so session two is coming up Sunday. We got the gods we know on Tuesdays in their spot, uh, locking down that Tuesday time slot. We got stuff like this, the table talk uh, when when stuff is appropriate to talk about. One shots every other week. If uh, and those are community based, if you want, if you're not getting enough uh, tabletop role playing in your life, uh, join our Discord down below. Let us know you want in a one shot. We will hook you up in a game and get those going. Right now they're every other week, but uh, you know as the demand rises, who knows? They could uh, come into a weekly thing. Um, DMs, <laughs> as long as we can get the DMs for them. But uh, that is what happened on Monday, and that is why we're here on a Thursday, is because we are going to review the one-shot module that was run on Monday uh, from the Arcane Library called Mask of the Worms. Um, and if you don't know much about the Arcane Library, uh, you want to 
fill in what that is exactly? Yeah, so the Arcane Library, which is, um, you do a quick Google search, it's the Arcane Library. It's a, it's a group of people that, I actually don't know how many are there, to be honest, but they are a group of people that write supplementals, one-shots, modules for D&D 5th edition. You can find them at thearcanelibrary.com. Um... And this particular one came in a bundle of four called the Bundle of Horrors. And in that bundle, it had Mask of Worms, Valley of the Gilded Tower, Crypts of Azurum, I believe is how it said. And then I believe um, the Watchers in the Dark. Uh, I don't want to go too far into it. We do have yep. some other announcements. So, Chris, if you want to. Yeah. Uh, I will say if you go and join their mailing you get free uh, adventure called the Temple of the Basilisk Cult. Yep. So, I mean, get you some, uh, if you're looking for something to run for level one characters, go do that. Um, but yeah, so other other things that you, uh, well, let's get into our other sponsors. Like, not that we're sponsored by Arcane Library, but sponsors that we have on our channel. Whew. You can tell I'm rusty on the table talk. But anyways, <laughs> Found Familiar Coffee is a sponsor of ours. And uh, I am super excited that uh, we found each other because they are just awesome people that are doing great things for the community, supporting local creators on the artistic side of things to put on the uh, their their coffee uh, pouches. Um, so that's great. They have given us a, a discount code, Featherfall, uh, and checkout will save you 10%, um, and they are found familiar coffee. Uh, we are also sponsored by Skull Splitter Dice. Uh, they are putting out new dice all the time, um, so check them out. Again, we have we are lucky enough to have a, a checkout code there. Uh, found from the, or <laughs> Featherfall gets you ten percent off on some dice. Uh, and if you're looking for metal dice, you should. If you don't have metal dice, you should get metal dice and use Skull Splitter metal dice because they're the best. Yeah, they, uh, metal they, dice. They're, are hands yeah, down I'm, the best. it's hard to go back. It's hard to go back to the poly dice with uh once you got the metal so those those are the people who uh show us love and help us out and we by that they help show you them out. love too yeah so check them out please uh that's it that's housekeeping so we are here to review this this module the the ma mask of the worms i, I want to call it the mask of worms but it's mask of the worms um and this was like i said run on so if you are hoping to be a player in this you know obviously this is spoiler filled so don't um don't use that to your advantage yeah don't be that person. player yeah Nobody but uh so like bob said this came in a four pack um and it, it was relatively inexpensive like yeah it's on sale right now at the arcane library.com for 10 bucks for all four so 250 two, for a module 250 um and this was a level one though there is one that i'm running march that is a level three so so they kind of they're all over the place there you get different um, well, i believe they go from one levels. two three to four okay that would make sense but so level one mask of the worms uh what what do we want to start with here we'll like, give a synopsis of it so um i mean I'll, I'll take this directly from their module so the players begin in the well i don't want to do that um no i don't want to do this that way anyways that doesn't it's not as appealing to the ear holes. <laughs> well, so synopsis is you are asked by the Baron of 
land wherever. And so this is where the fun adventure hooks for your campaign can be. And you can, I will say you can move this and adjust the difficulty as much as possible or as little as possible, however you want to do it. But you're asked by the Baron to investigate where his wife went. Um, he fears that she may, something may have happened to her. She went to a mask arrayed party. <laughs> and um, it was two nights ago. So you, you will ask the players ahead of time how you know the Baron and what you do with that. And then from there, um, you travel there, quick travel. And you, you search the grounds for what may have happened here. And that's where that's where the fun kind of comes in of it's this very spooky feel. And it, it has a lot of great flavor text in there. Mm -hmm. So quick synopsis, done. Yeah. Uh, love it. I, I th it it's, it's an adventure hook that is easy to get in and moving. Yes. Right? Somebody's missing, go check it out. I agree. And not, it's not complicated. It's like let's get to let's get down to business, right? And this is this is a this is a side quest you can put into any game. Yeah, for sure. Like the land is nondescript enough, you could put it yeah. wherever you want, and right. it's it's a fun one session thing. So, I will say I DM'd it, and so that's the synopsis. Let's start with the DM prep. Um, yeah. DM prep on this was. I probably put, including adding all the images to the Roll20 campaign, probably about four to five hours into it. So what I really love about how this prep works and how this module works is that it, it, it is very differently written than a lot of the other modules I've ever seen because it's just quick bullets. So it's quick mm -hmm. bullets of this, 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 and this. Okay, then this happens, and then transition. Yeah. So. Yeah. It. it I don't know, Chris. And did well, they it, they give they give it, on page three of this module they give kind of their definition of this pacing and transition. So, a dramatic question is presented with most scenes, and I guess we should say like each page in this once you get into the adventure is its own encounter. And not encounter in the sense that you're getting into combat and rolling initiative, but there is something, you're going to be given something, a task, and you need to accomplish that to move to the next page. And it's not, like, rigid and set in stone that that has to happen, but it's just very clear to the DM that this is, read this and this, and you're able to kind of fill in the middle. And it, it's nice to keep things moving. And so they say a dramatic question is presented with, scenes once that question has been answered the tension of the scene is resolved that's your cue to work towards the transition which is at the bottom right hand of every page that kind of tells you where you are going next and it, it's kind of nice it's like that uh choose your own adventure books you know it's like you go to page 89 or page 72 right, right. so it tells you if this happens go here if this happens go there so it keeps that time from flipping back and forth and wondering where you're which i think is great i will say in this small of an adventure, it's really very linear in the fact that if you're yeah. here, you're going to go here. Um, and so one of, the, one of the things that I really like is that they add really good flavor text. 
So, Moldovia Manor. This is once the party arrives at the place where the masquerade ball happened. <laughs> the weathered, gloomy manor sits among dense, sickly trees. Mold and moss collect along its stone walls and under the eaves. High tall windows ring the manor's walls. The wooden front door is closed. Stables and additional housing lurk along tree-covered paths behind the manor. A dark pond next to the manor ripples in the chilly wind. So how this is set up is, one, it's going to give you the very intro to the scene, which is great. So quick flavor text, love it. Um, we've talked about that on here before. I think it's excellent. Um, but then it's going to, when, when you talk about the pacing, it'll say, this is the development. This is what happens during the scene. And it gives you a framework, a, a loose you know, right. skeleton of how this should be, but you as a DM, you fill in the rest. You use your yeah. imagination, you riff off the players, yeah. and it's this nice back and forth that doesn't feel forced. And I will say, in this, everywhere that you guys went, I used the entire flavor text for. I used the entire That's page cool. for. And so there's no wasted energy, which yeah. is what's yeah. really nice. Now, when you, when you compare it to like a... And this isn't a fair comparison because it's a one-shot versus a full module. Compared to Waterdeep, I use maybe a quarter of the book. Right. And this I used 100% of yeah. where you went. You didn't go to one place, so I used 95% of it, which is great. Yeah, um, yeah they. I love the way that they use break things out in bullet points. And that's something they, they talk about at the beginning of this is in their pacing and transition is like... Uh, they say room descriptions that are usually long blocks of read on text have been left short and informational in this adventure. So they break it down in bullet points and they, they're very good in choosing what to bold. So, you know, exactly like in, in what you just read, Bob was you could pick it out. So you got the house, you got the stables, you got the bunkhouse up top, you know, you can, you could pull those things out easier and, it's not so long-winded that you you feel handcuffed. Right. It gives you enough, and then that you as a DM can flex your muscles and elaborate even more right. if the players are calling for that, or you leave it as is. Well, and so in, in what I read, that chunk, what was bolded was manor, windows, door, housing, stables, and pond. So if people yeah. ask about it, guess yeah. what? A quick like, visual reference to it right yeah. there. Yeah. Um, and that's nice because sometimes in – and this isn't a, a dog on Wizards of the Coast or anything, but sometimes those texts do get rather lengthy and just you get lost in a sea of words where this right. is just being very concise and to the point and letting... I love the fact that they're letting the DM take control of it <laughs> and giving them some... Uh, Sound, you know, some sounds like lazy DM. Uh, <laughs> I, where I know you're probably joking because I know who you are personally. It's not. And, and it's, it, it's more efficient prep so when you talk about lazy dming lazy dming is not knowing your material and not understanding everything that is with this module i understand everything is with this module and i have the ability to fill in that framework which is part of the four hours of prep it doesn't really like i over prepped for this because i didn't have a lot to do you could prep for this in an hour because it gives yeah, you what you need for sure but the four hours of prep i'm ahead of time filling in these yeah this loose framework with more intricate you know mm -hmm. lines of what should happen so I, I started off the encounter or the module with the Baron 
I filled in almost all of that context ahead of time. And you don't have mm -hmm. to. I mean, you can do it all off the cuff, and it's, it's this improv back and forth. But this is more efficient DM prep rather than mm -hmm. the nonsense of... And Sorry, that's not fair. The, the gobs of words that come with the, you know, a, a Wizards of the Coast yeah. manual. And why yeah. I say that is because... And I, I ripped on Waterdeep from start to finish... Because you have to read the entire book before you're even before you can play, and this you don't because it's very clear about what's important, what's not important, and then what you should focus on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, and this is throughout this uh, this module here is is that kind of setup. So you're able to get the gist of a page. And then be able to run the whole page. And like you said, Bob, you read, you used all of that information on the text or on that page, but it was never like, I, I feel like it was never a daunting task. I've read through another one of these, so I've, I've kind of, they're, they're set up the same way, so I kind of know where you're at. But what's nice is it's, it's not daunting. You can work through it and it's on one page. So you're not flipping back and forth going like, oh crap, this this room is contained on two pages right. and I got to go back and forth. It's all just right there on one page. So you got it right in front of you. And I'm a, I'm a hard copy kind of guy. So I I'd like to have that print out in front of me and I have that page and I know everything that they could deal with is within the bounds of this page. And I right. think it's just, it's a really smart way to do it. I agree. And so I, I think that's, do you have anything else you want to add to the formula of what they, how they structured this? No, I, I think, I, I fully endorse what they're doing here. I really appreciate the the brevity that they give it, but then the room for expansion. And I will say this is an easily repeatable formula for anybody mm -hmm. who's looking to write a module. This is a good, this is a great formula yeah. to use to if you want to write something. So mm -hmm. you don't have to be this amazing wordsmith to do this. You just need to be clear and concise in what these bullets yeah. are and give the framework. The DMs, that's our job. And that's where the lazy DMing isn't there because you as a DM, you're instantly doing that. Um, mm -hmm. But so let's move on to the story a little bit. So the story of this is fun. It's creepy. It's a good, I would say this is a very good, you know, uh, Halloween-ish yeah. story, which would be perfect for a Halloween one-shot. Um, the best way to just one word describe this is Poe-esque. And <laughs> um, it, 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 it has several references from Edgar Allan Poe, from I would say two to three different stories that mm -hmm. we picked up on just playing it and reading it. Um, the first one is Telltale Heart. So just to kind of understand the story a little bit, the Count went... So... Again, spoilers abound in this entire thing. The Count killed his father, Fortunato, which is another reference. Killed his father, Fortunato, buried him in the basement, and then he was driven mad by the heartbeat. So instantly, Telltale Heart. We all know it. It's great. It's fun. It's a, it's a great reference. I love Edgar Allan Poe and everything he's done. Um, and then the other reference is Fortunato, which is from... Cask of Amontillado. Amontillado. I guess stuck well, in that last name. And there are there's several references to the Cask of Amontillado. I mean, the uh, wine in the 
there's a Montressor in yep. this character. The Montressor is in here as well. Uh, so there are those definite ties. And you cut and out even a little like, bit. It was the wine in the cellar. And I will yeah, also wine, say wine in the, cellar. the drunk guy in the entryway was drinking Amontillado wine, which yep. okay, yeah. clearly we and know if what you've, it is. And if you've read the cask of Amontillado, you know that's like the best wine, and that's what he uses to lure people into the cellar, or Fortunato, into the cellar. But there's also like the Mask of the Worm, Mask of the Red Death, right? right. There's that correlation there. Something is there. But they even open... On the first page, they give you a quote from Edgar Allan Poe and Eleonora, and I think there's a character called Eleonora in the in this module. Uh, they who dream by day are cognizant of things which escape those who dream only by night. So there, there's tons of tie-ins to this Edgar Allan Poe, uh, this Edgar Allan Poe guy. Yeah, um, some weirdo. Nobody's so heard of him before. We we were talking before chat and and kind of our thoughts on that. Is it? Is it low-hanging fruit to grab Edgar Allan Poe and use the tropes that he created? And and I think we came up with the conclusion that no, it's not. It's very right. It's something, especially in a one-shot, quick hitter, that gets people primed. You know, it, I get like I've seen this before. I can run. I'll also say it's fun because your like nostalgia sense is like, oh hey, look, yeah. I know this. And Eleanor was the Baron's wife, so that's who you're looking for. Um, yeah. So yeah. it was there, and at first I was like, "This is just a shoe, and this is just this is just like, you know, lazy writing." But then you think about it; it's not. It's fun, and it's something that will be like, "Oh, okay, this is yeah. this is that nostalgia you're looking for," and yeah. when you when you read a book like that, so. Ready Player One. Ready Player One was a shotgun of nostalgia in your face yeah, there you go. the entire time. And I think they kind of touch on that with this, and I like it. It's fun. Yeah. It, it reminds well, me of, you know, high school, which wasn't fun. But. It, right. It showed, well, it showed in our chat for the game is like we were kind of sharing Edgar Allan Poe stories, and, the, and we were like trying to point out the references. And I think something like this, it's perfect, man. It just it gets you. It builds that investment a little bit, especially if you're a Poe fan, which yeah. you should be. But I, I, I agree with it. I think it's well timed, well placed here, especially in the the scene and the setting that they were building. And if you pair this with a uh, like a Halloween time game, yeah, you know, it's a, it's all like it thematically fits. It's all it's all working together to create the uh, the experience. I agree, and and I think I think the DM the prep isn't very hard on this. It's pretty yeah. it's pretty slim. So if you ever have questions, you can always reach out to us at Featherfalls Tabletop on Twitter, uh, where our DMs are open. So if you want to shoot something there, we can I can help wherever I can. I would say this is a good story. It's fun. Um, so yeah. do you want to go into the goods of this? Or is there anything else story-wise? Yeah, I mean, did we on? did we get through... I mean, I don't want to go through the whole story yeah, itself. I mean, that will leave some stuff up for you to kind of figure out and play through. Um, uh, goods? Goods. I thought... I So the quick hit of this, if you take nothing else, the goods of this are the... Module is written extremely well. The story is fun. It's spooky. Characters mm -hmm. are fun. Um, they give you enough flavor text to roleplay the character so you know it enough. Um, I good. Good for me is 
you get two new monsters. I, w- I always like to see like the extra goodies that you get that you can then take into something else. You get two monsters. One is a conqueror worm, and one is a worm fiend. Those were fun to fight against, so they weren't, you know, like boring. Uh, you're yeah. getting a reskinned goblin or something. They were they were relatively f- fresh, uh, at least for me, um, to fight against. And you do get a magic item, which is always kind of cool. I like homebrew magic you know, item. Yep. You get to be able to take those and plug them into something else later on if you. Want. You know, if you carry on this into a uh, a homebrew campaign, you have a special magic item. So I think those are pluses. I'll also say the sure. goods. Another good is they give you cards for everything. So we didn't use them because we're online, but they give you cards for the NPCs, monsters, and the items. More, more, more modules yeah. need to do that, that. It's very in line with like the essentials kit, the Dungeons Dragons essentials yes. kit, where you're getting these printouts, these little cards that you that are are mobile, right? You could set them up behind your screen and have it all laid out there. Yes. And which is nice because everything's on that one page, so there's not... They have to be very choosy in what they could put on that page. So, But now you have these printouts that you can set up around you, and I think that's awesome. And that that was one of the things I loved about the Essentials Kit is those little sidekick cards and, you know, other cards. It's been a while since I thumbed through it, but (laughs) there's that. And they're also thinking about you on the back end as they make a print version of this so they they kind of strip some of the the color and the art so that you can print this out and have a hard copy in front of you and and not be afraid to write it on it and you yeah. know highlight and stuff like that so you do get you get a lot for that that 10 bucks i go back to thinking this well, was only 10 dollars for all so of these 250 for one of these which 250 is for just this one and you get all these cards you get the printer friendly version and the art version and yeah like that's just an attention to detail that i appreciate i agree um that you don't always get. I agree. And I think we'll hit the overall. Um, the bad, there. this this is very small for me. And I think it's just something that, um, you know, maybe a better program. I think the thought process of it was very good. But I think the map that was provided is, pro- is poor quality. And it's not, it, it doesn't say anything against arcane library I, you know I, I i will rant and rave about them forever i think everybody should go support them mm-hmm. um you know they could step up the map game just a little bit and maybe not use dungeon painter online <laughs> um but yeah it's well, a tool especially especially like looking at the cover art you're like damn that looks awesome and then when we were displayed the map it's like a little little let yeah, down there i agree but again like we didn't use the map all that that I mean we used it but it wasn't like a point of emphasis for, like we had a pretty good group playing the game that yes. was able to construct the scene in their head and with with your uh, uh, descriptions of the rooms it's right. like so the map was okay it was cool to have but I don't think it it made or break or broke the game I, it, if, it would be nice to have a uh, looking at all the other art yes in here there's some nice artistic pieces in here paired with the cover and then you got the map like, and so, again, com- comparatively speaking, the good art with the okay map, it, yeah. it, it's like this, you know, when you compare a Honda to a BMW, <laughs> and you're like, oh, Honda's a yeah. good car still, but... Right. Get you, you know, It's functional. <laughs> so, overall, I will say this is 100% worth 10 bucks for all four. Without, without a doubt. So, if, but if you break it down, 250 for this one... 100% worth it. 
I recommend it. And um, I, I will say a humble brag for me is I did reach out to Arcane Library and said, hey, we're running this. And they chimed in and watched this for a little bit. And they said that we as a team did a very good representation of what this module should be. So I, I feel like I have a good understanding of it. I feel like I understood their formula worked so well for my brain that it 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 just clicked. And so yeah. I cannot recommend this enough. Everybody yeah. needs to go get this and just review. So we are going to play the other ones, which, Chris, I think yours is in March. Yeah, mid-March, March 16th or 13th or something. I, I do want to get the other two in there sometime, so we may do some off-cycle uh, one-shots because, again, not a ton of prep. And I'm not DMing at the moment, so I'm bored. I may yeah. just do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, yeah, I endorse this 100% as well. I Like I said, I've been prepping through the crypts of Azurme. I hope I'm saying that right. Um, I don't have it in front of me. But I've been prepping through, and it's like it's easy prep, man. It's like I've done already. I've read through the thing. I've got, you know, a good, a good idea from point A to point yeah. B, you know. And then now I f- feel better about riffing as a dm you know like how they say when you prepare a speech don't memorize the whole thing you just have bullet points it's like it's the same exact thing you know right don't prepare the whole module just look at the bullet points get the ideas and and be the dm that you could be right and i think that's that's awesome that's a good these are like training wheels almost you know it's like it, it gets you dming so i i will say we we kind of skipped over the aftermath at the end of this module is it does have future adventure hooks so i like my my homebrew prep brain is kind of going off here and i'm like so if you started with this you got a pretty good base foundation for a home camp a villain some magical effects that are taking place (laughs) that you can extend this into a mini arc for a homebrew campaign that sets you up in a world i I like it, man. If you are struggling for adventure hooks or, or places to start a homebrew thing, start with one of these, man. It's especially at level one. You're you get to figure out your characters. You get like because there's what is it the echo? There's a there's a condition that yep. they can get. Echo um, thing. Uh, echo fever. Echo fever. Um, that's something cool yeah, that can I'm kind sure. of. Yeah. Sorry, that was. Stop. Yeah, I have it set to the E word, so it goes off. But uh, <laughs> sorry about that. But that's that's something cool that can that can uh, radiate outside of this first game and keep conflicting, uh, afflicting your your players. I well, think that's cool, man. That's, that's... I'll, I'll say for me, I'm always looking for fun things to throw into the games, even if it's yeah. not a homebrew game. I threw it into Tomb. I threw it into um, Waterdeep. I find a lot of fun things that people have created because it's fun to highlight those to throw into yeah. games and just adding small details like that like the echo fever is <laughs> so perfect for yeah me well and, and something we didn't talk about with that fever was if your players and and one of our <laughs> players did this was like man my my character would be scared well this fever says you have them roll right they got to make a if the players are showing that they right. are nervous or or starting to feel uh weird or anything so that that's kind of cool it's a layer action for level one characters like usually like me as a player 
I've never encountered a layer action. Yeah. Right, because I've never played up that high where those are normal things. Where now you're kind of getting one early, and it's one that's not game breaking or not going to kill your characters. Could, but it, it is, could be game breaking. Well, anything at level one could be game. Yeah, but it's something cool and more flavor than just hacking and slashing. You know, it, it, there's there's other things to do, and I think that again is good stuff. Good yeah. Stuff. So I mean, I will say. You, you con save if you fail three times you each failed save after the third inflicts a random form of long term madness and that I started doing that at the end of tomb because of just the seriousness of tomb that that doesn't that stuff's awful um yeah being, being sorry I'm going yeah I'm going through the uh the acknowledgments here we probably should have read this. This adventure was inspired by the works of Edgar Allan Poe. It was written in partnership with the incredible Castle Mac crew for their live stream in the Edgar Allan Poe Museum in Richmond, wow. Virginia in August of 2018. I can't thank them enough for giving me this writing opportunity. So that's kind of cool. That's a little, little insight there. Yeah. Uh, so that makes a little more sense. They were playing at the museum, so why not just all jump into it? The Edgar Allan Poe that they could get, so yeah. that that makes more sense. Uh, I appreciate them for that. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's great. I loved it. Recommended it. Um, yeah. The other minor bad thing I would add. Sorry, this is poorly, you know, functioned through here. Is that this is this is a level one uh, adventure. There are in, okay with any level one. There's things that could kill you. There, this is extremely hard for level one. I had to mm -hmm. tone it back because yeah. it was so hard. Um, so that is something to take in mind as the DM. If you DM this, maybe think about reducing some of the monsters' health. Maybe mm -hmm. think about reducing some of the number of monsters uh, because it, it is very hard. Yeah. And I yeah. first hit crit, but failed on my uh, attack dice. So. Yeah, it was. Luckily, yeah, you rolled low on the attack dice, um, yeah. and and like like you said, you know, be be a, a DM that's aware, right? I would rather them make it a little more difficult, and I can dial back, than make it easy. And then I'm I I it's easier to dial back than it is to add. I think, yes, for me and my prep, like make it difficult, and then I can dial. I can take some of the. I can lower their AC. I can have their uh, their hit points, whatever it may be. But I'm never adding, and I always seem like, for whatever reason. But so just be aware, right? Uh, it could yeah. be it could be a little difficult, but but overall, so I think to kind of wrap this up. Overall, we are super impressed and happy with the quality and the quickness in which you can get this on your table and and play through. Uh, if you're new to 5th uh, edition, like this is a perfect entry-level game that gets you learning how to play the game. Uh, so, do that. And if and if you don't, if our glowing review is not enough, join their mailing list, get that free copy of the Temple of the Bas Basilisk Cult, and check that out. I mean, there's nothing to lose there. Uh, you get it for free. And it's a pretty cool cover art. It reminds me of the Jones <laughs> Ride at Disneyland. So, yeah, it does. It's got a nice. It's got a nice uh, uh, artwork on there. Uh, well done. So, uh, 
again, like, I, I love it when, when a plan comes together, you know? It was, it, it was so easy. It's like peanut butter and jelly, man. It just it just freaking worked. And, and we had so much fun. And that's where I could say we could throw out some love to the players that played with us. They were awesome. And they had awesome characters that were so much fun to play. Uh, I played in Aarakocra for the first time, which which this is a perfect setting, you know, it's like, why not? Um, I was a, I was a vulture type Aarakocra. So it's kind of a perfect, a carrion bird. So I, I, I had a, I had a blast doing it and I can't wait to run through the other ones. So Bob, any final words on this guy? I, I think we're good. Um, go check it out. If you haven't yet, do it, just do it. Yeah. So that's it. We're Featherfall tabletop. This is the Table Talk. Uh, you can check us out anywhere. Twitter, uh, Featherfall TT, I believe. Uh, right here on Twitch at Featherfall TT. Uh, Discord down below if you want to play. And hey, if we get an inrush of uh, people going, hey, sign me up for Arcane Library, we'll get those other ones filled uh, ASAP um, and get those going. So if you want to join those one shots, please check out our Discord. Uh, and, you know, just have good conversations with us on, on the daily, as they say. Uh, you can check us out. We'll be back streaming here on this channel Sunday for Curse of Strahd episode two. Uh, and then no one shot this coming Monday, but we do have the gods we know on Tuesday and table talks in the air. We'll see what happens there. Uh, maybe some more unearthed Arcana gets thrown away or that book gets revealed. I don't know. We'll talk about it when it's it supposed does. To be revealed today. I thought they, they moved it out to the 13th or something. Did but they? Either way, Church. either way. Just check us out, and if you want to know always what we're doing, Twitter's the place. Uh, 